Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Your Corner Store. Um, today I have with me Chris Bracho. Make sure you guys sit back and relax. Uh, and if you're not sitting, make sure you are because no punches were pulled on this podcast. Um, Chris and I really got into it and we talked about some uncomfortable situations. So I hope you guys are along for the ride. If you guys do enjoy, make sure you give me a follow on Spotify or leave a like rating and review on Apple podcast. It truly supports me greatly. Thank you and enjoy the show. To they can the be- social dilemma. This is what what are you talking about? Yes, yeah, it's, it's that documentary social dilemma. It's on Netflix. It just talks about how they're in the business of we're the product, and we're being fed a perception of something so that we can lean towards something in the future so that they can profit off of that. It's like it's like they're investing in our current state so that they can influence our future state so that the future state is profitable for them. Isn't that weird? Well, isn't that, isn't that just what advertising is? No, because advertising, you think that the product is what they're presenting you. But in reality, we're the product. So how, how in this scenario are we? Because you're the person consuming what they're giving you but the point is is that they want you to think a certain way so they're manipulating you so that you become valuable to them so that they can track what you're going to invest in and what you're going to buy that's what like curated ads are for yeah based and on how they, they do right, these based things based on how you based on how you behave and respond so they're in the business of like making sure you respond a certain way yeah sorry about that <laughs> my brother facetimed me um yeah i mean i could see what you're talking about like it's like the the way they brand the specific product and to an individual creates a sense of like it's like they're good and bad like yeah but it's like they're molding your behaviors Mm -hmm. like they'll be like okay we want him to spend more time on instagram so we're gonna pop up instagram more frequently more frequently okay we want him to spend more time on facebook so we're gonna track what he's doing on facebook oh he tends to look at a lot of porn before he goes on facebook let's maybe recommend him some condoms great Great, he's not. He's lonely. He's an introvert. He's not going to go fuck people. So we're not going to recommend condoms. We're going to probably recommend something that will keep him more on the screen. So let's recommend an app or a game or something that might get him on the screen. It's like OD. Like, it just knows you. Yeah, we're definitely over over inundated with these, like, yeah, advertisements it's and OD. things like that. Information overload. But anyway, um, you know, what the fuck do I know? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I advertising is cool because you can really, you know, think about how Apple does it. Yeah. How Apple advertise? They just kind of like just like drop shit, and yeah. then that's the advertisement itself. Yeah, they don't Here's care. The specs of this damn phone. But you see how much fucking money we make just from like random shit. So it's been busy. You're telling me it's been really busy. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty busy. I hate it. Retail, you know what I mean? Yeah, I hate it. But uh, anyway, you probably can't talk about too much work on here. But <laughs> can you imagine? Why have you been out for two weeks now? Because, like I said, I, I fucked a twink, mm-hmm. and they and he he didn't tell me he had a cold. Well, my body always react when I hook up with someone. My body always has a weird reaction. I'll always get like a cold or like I don't know, like I'll always something will happen, right? So this twink hooks up with me at, like five times, whatever. Um, but he tested negative for Corona. We, we, we made sure I, I had secret service, make sure they do like a check on him. Right. And so he comes over and we, you know, we do our thing, whatever, schmeggle. And then, um, a day later, I'm like, wait a second, something's wrong with my throat. Like what the fuck? Like something's like, I got a tickle in my throat and it's not from deep throating. So I was just like, okay. 
um, let's check this out. And then I started getting a cold, and then I started having runny nose, and then I started sneezing, and then I was like, fuck, I don't feel well, let me call out. So I called out, and then they were like, oh, um, so you have to quarantine for 48 hours. And I was like, okay, great. After 48 hours, I still had symptoms. Um, like, I, I was still, like, I still had, like, a runny nose and coughing mm-hmm. and stuff. So then I was like, fuck, I'm scared. So I went to go take, like, two COVID tests. Well, I took one, then I waited three days, then I took another one, negative, thankfully. And so now I'm fine. I have nothing right now. But um, it was just crazy. And, and, and you know, Julie's dramatic ass was like, oh, we have to quarantine you for 14 days, you know, blah, 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 blah. I well, like, I mean, okay. yeah, it makes sense. Just because not your, not just for your safety, but everyone else's right. too. Right, but it's been, it's been probably, like, I think 10 days or something and I've been fine. So, um, that's always good to hear too. Exactly. You I, never want to be like, you can't be too sure, safe. Trust me. I made sure before I came here, I made sure I was God negative. Bless. Yes. Um, thank you. I, I wouldn't put you at risk or anyone. And, and so I don't have any symptoms now. So, and I feel fine. Haven't been feeling anything for the past week. So it's crazy. These yeah. symptoms like can fall under anything. And yeah, imagine, like it's so dangerous now because you got flu. Yeah. Cause if you didn't get your flu shot or don't plan to get your flu shot. Did you get your flu shot? No, not yet, but I plan to. Oh, my God, Tyler. you got to get it's it. It's a little late, but. See, I got hey, mine. It's, it's never too late to go it's get it. Well, it's free from, uh, we get a voucher. I have to talk to management. <laughs> management. <laughs> management. I'll have to do something about that, but. We'll see what happens. I do need a flu shot because if you get the flu and somehow get corona at the same time, you and people. You might as well die. Like <laughs> Haven't been making it out of corona, so I don't know if you can do both. <laughs> You're like, that's a little risky for me. Um, I'm scared. I, I am scared. Because, like, low-key, like, this this shit is, is, is escalating. Yeah. There's been, like, what, I think 11,000 new cases in New York. Like, what the fuck is going on? People don't want to wear their masks. I don't know if that's it. just it, though. I, it like, could just be a combination of the weather and... I mean, I think... Ooh, making that, me cold. that had bass to it. Yeah. You heard that? that Kicked was... a trash can. Fuck that trash can. <laughs> like it had a good reverb too. Thanks. You've been recording this whole time. Yeah. So yeah, like I'm scared of. Listen, my this is my philosophy, right? If you don't wear a mask, you're an idiot. Period. I don't care. Like, at this point, like what, this point, what are you doing? You're just dumb. Yeah. At this point, if you want it, fine. Fuck you. Right. Get like, corona. Just go get it. You know, go die. It's fine. Um, and thankfully, some people don't die. Like people actually do make it out alive, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just kind of like come on guys like get it together like put on your mask it takes two seconds you put it on your face you take it off when you go home who cares it feels so weird seeing people without it too it does it does it makes you like ooh. (laughs) it makes you go ooh. please stay away from me like get away from me yeah and Um, and when and we work in the mall too so just like always seeing people without their masks on is disgusting it's just gross i remember remember when we first opened up the, the mall and um, I don't know if it was like a legislator or some congresswoman. The first thing she said when she opened up the mall was, can you smell that fresh mall air? And I was just like, shut up, Lisa. Like, the, oh, nobody cares about the mall fresh air. Fresh mall air. Only the mall walkers it was, care about that air. But it was so corny. I was like, wow, you guys are that desperate to open up the mall? Like, it's not that serious. Keep the, it closed. The economy is more important. Listen, if I can keep my legs closed, you can keep the mall closed, honey. It is, it's not hard. Right, Tyler? Do you relate? You can't no, relate, I, right? No. What? You, you leave your legs open, right? No, that's not true at all. <laughs> you're just so you're just in this. I, I love it. I my goal So I brought you here. My goal today is to make you as uncomfortable as possible. Let's talk about racism. Uh, <laughs> we can. I'm just kidding. Um no, there's no, what's there to it? It's bad. Oh yeah, and it's all over the place. It's all over the place. It's bad. And it's it's still rising. 
and it's yeah. terrifying. Half of this country still voted it's, for Donald Trump. I know. And listen, I'm not I'm not saying that all Trump supporters are racist because I actually do have a lot of conservative and, and Republican friends who, who voted for Trump. Um, I'm very close with them, very tight with them. Um, and we argue, we have political debates, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll say things to them like, you know, I, I personally don't agree that, you know, this policy made sense, and I think he's a little bit crazy and a little bit unhinged. But at the core of who they are, Trump supporters, what I noticed is what they really want is to be listened to. Because I think that there was a big, like, divide in the country when Obama got elected. There were a lot of people that felt like they their opinions didn't matter, whether it was racist opinions or it was just opinions about, you know, whatever. People just felt like they weren't listened to, especially in rural communities. I mean, you noticed on the election map how all of the red states are, mi- are in the middle, like mm-hmm. middle south. Like Yeah, well, there's gerrymandering. Well, that's how too. too that kind of really disrupts a lot of the yes. the landscaping. But the majority is red. Like it's always been Republican. Yeah. And so I think that there's 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 a there's this anger brewing in the Republican Party. From what I've noticed from my Republican friends, that there's this sort of frustration and anger that like, you know, this cancel culture is a thing, that if you're conservative, you're a racist, that if you're you know, if you're anti-police, that you're a hardcore liberal communist, like all yeah, of there's these, like no in between no for in-between. them, like on the opposite side of the fence. Of course, like we have that perspective as well yeah. of a Trump supporter, right? Yeah, we're just they're just looking at it in the in, on the opposite side. So it's like yeah, they're and there's no in between for them. So they think it's nothing but danger as well. So, <laughs> but it's crazy because like you you wanna you wanna have faith in this country. Let me adjust my mic. We have returned. All right. Um, what was I gonna say? Nah. I mean, you were talking about like. Oh yeah. So you notice that like most of the states in the middle are red and Republican, and I think it honestly is entirely to do with people just not feeling like they're being listened to. They yeah. just don't feel like people listen to them, and I think that a lot of well, you know, surprisingly, I'll say some of my Republican friends are not white. They're not. They're people of color. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're just tired of the constant like identity politics. I don't know if you've heard of identity politics, but it's this idea. Oh, the one and two. There's only two sides you can pick. It's just this idea that, you know, politics is based on who you are. Like, you know, I'm a Latino, which means that I cannot support, you know, Blue Lives Matter. And I, you know, I'm not allowed to say that I support police or some police. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Things like that. And so identity politics is, again, that dichotomy we talked about at work where it's like these two extremes, these two polarities. It's like it's either you're hardcore Republican and you're a racist or you're a hardcore liberal and you're a communist. It's like there's no in between. And and it's like people are constantly pushing you to one side. And it's like, well, I don't want to pick a side. I just want to be like a decent human being. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that contributes a lot to depression and stress, too. I think that really does a lot to us, especially young kids. When you're like 18, 19, like, God, 18-year-old me was was an idiot. I mean, I was crazy. Oh, God. I right? Look, like looking at photos of yourself back then. It's yeah. Like, you're just like, what the oh, hell was Lord. I doing? Hey, but imagine, these, this is the generation, right, that's beginning to be exposed to this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And can you imagine the type of shit that people just believe on a whim, just anything? Like, you know, whether it's fake news or if you're stuck in your bubble of like, you know, CNN or Fox News, whatever you're stuck in. Can you imagine just like the level of maturity it takes to try to process everything that's going on? And most of us aren't processing it. Mm -hmm. We're just letting it happen. Very true. We're literally just letting them feed us all of this information and all this media. And we're saying we believe it. Like we're, we're, we're being influenced subconsciously so much so that we don't even realize that we're, we're, we, might, we might not even be a version of ourselves that we were anymore. 
what what does that say for those that are like outstanding like versus this like those who aren't on social media and get out there and act, are active participants I, in the community and and vote and you know get all these movements going donate you know give back things like that what does that say to those people i mean i've noticed that those people tend to be more people who are not on social media i notice like because there's a lot of we think that they're weirdos like you don't have an instagram like you don't have a facebook you know like what like what the hell there must be weird right Mm -hmm. those people in my experience have genuinely been more calm about they have like less anxiety like they generally have less anxiety like in their day-to-day life you know what i mean like they're just more chill like they're not constantly worried about like who's posting. They're not constantly worried about what they saw the other day. They're not sh- oversharing anything. They're not oversharing random stupid videos. It's like they're so calm. And maybe I'm just assuming, but from the people that I've met, like you know, we have a coworker who works with us who just barely doesn't have any social media, doesn't do anything, and you know, he's kind of introverted or whatever. But he's so calm. Like he's not worried about anything that's going on in the politics, in the news. And maybe some might say that's a form of ignorance. Maybe some might say ignorance is bliss. Some might say it's better to not know. Some people know too much. Like I feel like sometimes I know too much and I can't process everything. But he's like just calmer. Like he's just more chill. It's like he smokes every day and just you know what <laughs> I mean? That'll help. You know what I mean? And just like relaxes. Yeah. You I I I had a point in time where I like detached from like politics after trump was like elected like it was a point in time i was just like this is a lot more stressful than it is like yeah helping me and i'm not like what can i do in this moment in time that isn't going to change like that so i'll focus what i can do now and that was not paying attention to him so it's just like Mm -hmm. some people become so attached to this outside thing from themselves that they just like don't take a moment to step away and Mm -hmm. focus on something else so it's like this whirlwind and that happens to people on facebook really Mm that over like they're over advertised and they mm-hmm. they see like the same political thing yeah it's, they're you're, politi- you're they're always charged yeah. always ready to go always guns up it's, i know it's it's kind of cringy like when i see like a ken or a karen like commenting on a facebook post about like i don't know kamala harris let's say kamala harris did something nice they'll always be like oh well you know she's so corrupt and it's such a shame and this country is in flames yeah, like it doesn't cease <laughs> like, like just, just fucking relax like, just bro relax everyone calm down fucking smoke a joint relax take a chill pill go get your vibrator do like, some chill yoga out, whatever do you do some do. yoga right like it's like so simple just chill yeah just chill this Did is you gonna turn that? into an asmr just chill <laughs> asmr done by chris bracho uh, you know what? I He's think, up for hire. <laughs> uh, they make a lot of money. You'd be surprised. Imagine, Voice actors? Can you imagine? No, no, no. Can you imagine just eating on a mic and doing chewing sounds and whispering and making like six figures? Can you uh, imagine? That'd be incredible. Making six figures just eating fruit. Can you imagine just eating stuff? That'd be pretty sweet. And like that's YouTube. Doing like, like things with your fingers. Yeah, that's YouTube, <laughs> my guy. No, I know, but like. Like if, like you see like those mukbangs where like they they take the yeah. cheese and like they like they slurp up the cheese and they like cut it up and stuff. And I'm like, wow, like you're making mad money just for eating mukbangs cheese. Mukbangs are like, crazy because they just have this massive plate of food. Somehow they yeah. always finish it though. I know you're craving food. I can see it in your eyes. I'm always craving food. I I swear I was on I was recording the other day and I was talking to my friend <laughs> Holvey, who I did a podcast with. Holvey. Holvey. It's a H O L V V E Y. What type uh, of name is that? Holvey. It's his last name. 
Oh, His name okay. is Brendan, but we all call him Brendan. Oh, my God. I'll call, call him Holby. You're triggering me with that name. Why? No, Brendan? No, oh. No, I Shout say. out Brendan Holvey, not this other Brendan. No, not this. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was telling him I'm hungry, and I was like, mm-hmm. it occurred to me at that time, like, every time I have a podcast, I'm always hungry. Mm-hmm. Like, it just happens to be that. I don't know why, but. Oh, I know why. We know why. No, definitely not. It, it has, it might be green. I got my water. You know, I eat before I come home from work. So right, right. I had enough right, food, but right. so it's like right before the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not in the air or anything. No, no, no. Yeah, no. But I, you're right. I I do get hungry. Like I mean, I'm supposed to be getting food later. I think I, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I what thought should, you had this present thing going on. Yes, I have to do that interview at seven thirty or six thirty. Whenever, whenever it is. Let me check. Actually, yeah, I think it's definitely yeah seven thirty, seven thirty to eight. 7.30 to 8. 7.30 to 8. And then have plenty I, of time. Yeah, we have plenty of time. And then I think I'm going to go to a drive-thru. What should I do? Should I go to a drive-thru? Should I get something to eat? Something nuclear and toxic so they can kill me faster? Or should I get something actually good? I mean, say the you first can one. always skip McDonald's. Say the first one. Say, say the first choice. Drive-thru? Yes, thank you. Thank you. I knew... I Just knew... don't go to McDonald's. Yeah. There's, I, I, don't, I don't like McDonald's that much. I like Taco Bell. Taco Bell's my best friend. I don't know. I'm. I don't even rank Taco Bell in my top five fast food. You're joking. Mm-mm. Why? I just can't go there, bro. There's Why? Taco Bell. I had it too much. I had it too uh, much one true. time, and I was just like, "Oh no, I can't ever do this again." Yeah, I, I feel you. I mean, I had it this morning. This morning, yeah. I used to eat Taco Bell in the morning. They had theirs. What are they called? Those oh, the breakfast things. The the burrito. The burrito eggs or whatever. Burrito egg burrito. I don't know what they are, but they're amazing. I remember having them. Oh, well, that's a while ago. That narrows it down, Tyler. Um, Damn, I, I haven't had it is, in so long. Amazing. That's why. Um, it's like—is it like the bowl? Is it a bowl or not? Nah, it... I don't. It's like a—I don't know. It's a tortilla folded over with like sausage, egg, cheese. Yeah, like a wrap, like a like basically, a, yeah, like a quesadilla breakfast thing. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. It was pretty good when I had it. I, I could see it in your yeah. eyes. You, you're craving it. You're you're like hmm, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna DoorDash it. Nah, Jamoki asked me if I want to order food. I, I miss Jamoki. Can I say he's if he's listening to this, he's actually such a genuine human being. I just want to take the time. He's a genuine human being. I actually appreciate his existence because he actually takes the time. You know, there are very few people who take the time to get to know you. He takes the time to get to know you. Like mm-hmm. he he asks questions. He follows up. He checks in on you. He says hi to you when he sees you. He genuinely cares about people. And I think that that's something so important that people forget to do. Just check up on someone. Like, if there's one thing I can tell everybody listening to this, it's like, just check up on that random person that you haven't seen in, like, a month or two weeks. Because you don't know what they're up to. Like, today, like, the twink that gave me a cold, I checked in on him. He, he said he had depression. I was like... Man. Right, I felt sad. I checked in on him. I was like, how are you feeling? He was just like, to be honest, I've been feeling really depressed. And I was just like do tell like what's going on and it just became a conversation and and he felt so much better at the end of it and it's like you just truly never know what you're gonna do to someone's life all you have to do is check in that's yeah. it that's all you have to do just, just a hey how you doing it's a simple hey how are you hey how you doing hey let's fuck or even no, I'm, I'm just kidding yeah uh, i just thought of you da 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 i just thought of you dot 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 wyd um no, but i only genuinely do that with some some of my boys like you have yeah a text, well you just text your friends yeah 
I don't ever, yeah. If you haven't seen your brothers in a while, you're just nah, like... I haven't seen them since I was at my mom's wedding, so it's been some time. Or my friends from school, I haven't seen them in a while. We were going to see each other for Thanksgiving, actually, and then that if plans fell through because of COVID. Yeah. But it was good that, As it you does, know, yeah. it's all ha- It's all good, You though. didn't do anything for Thanksgiving? No, no, no. I had my, my girl here. We made a bunch of bunch of stuff. We had a huge, oh, I love huge that. platter. Awesome. Mashed potatoes, stuffing, green bean casserole, green bean bundles. Shout out my mom for the recipe. What else do we have? Um, I made baked beans. I made an apple pie. You made an apple pie? Cinnamon apple. Yeah. I made an apple pie. We can have some after the podcast You is done. still have some? Yeah, I still have some. And we have cheesecake. That's amazing. You can you, have some You of made it well. from scratch? Yeah, I made the apple pie from scratch. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, it's okay, I, though. It's okay. I would give it like a six. We'll see. I we'll could be better. Good. I mean, I'm sure you're in the mindset where everything is good right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everything could be good right now could food's be always good um i think that for me thanksgiving was was interesting i i just spent it at home it was just the four of us my mom my dad my brother and me and we just stayed at home didn't do a big dinner i'm sure a lot of people well, it's good that it's small yeah we kept you know, it we int- kept it safe for security and everything we kept it safe and small and and it was okay it was an eventful i i was hoping that i was going to go out or see friends or something but did you see the twink no I did not say. I, do you even know what a twink is? How would you define a twink? Let's a, see. How a, does Tyler define a twink? Um. Oh God, Jesus. <laughs> this could be controversial. Um, well, no, it doesn't have to be. It's just a simple thing. Just like a smaller, like <clears throat> I don't even know how to describe him. a smaller framed man who just so perfect. happens to be gay. Yeah, perfect. A smaller, usually hairless, skinny, sometimes white, mostly white. Uh gay Flamboyant. guy young looking no not not necessarily feminine but just young looking gay skinny white mm-hmm. hairless and i think that it's interesting because it, at least this is different from the straight community but in the gay community like the idealized versions of man are so different than like what straight guys look up to so like from what i understand is a lot of straight guys they want to be muscular they want to have some muscle or they want to be like you know built or whatever in the gay community we kind of look at both extremes. Either you're really skinny and young looking or you're like a what they call like a muscle hunk where you're like really muscular and really fit. There's like, again, it's that whole split polarity thing. There's no like in between. If you're like somewhere in between, you're like in a weird category. Like people will say you're an otter or people will say you're like a bear or a cub or something. It's like... There's Is there a- body shaming? Oh, yeah. In the gay community, of course. That's why I avoid apps like Grindr. I hate Grindr. Like, you know, shout out to Grindr. This is not sponsored. Um, the, the idea that an application is just based on like quick transaction, like face pick question mark, sending you a face pick. Um, you want to send a, like a nude? Cool. Nudes. Awesome. Let me see your ass. Done. Oh, awesome. Let's meet up. 3.30. Great. I'll pick you up. Done. 40 minutes later. Done. Thanks. Bye. Peace out. Like there's like no, like there's no, there's nothing to it. It's like a transaction. Mm -hmm. I hate that. Because for me, at least the way that I see sex, at least I see it really intimately and passionately. I don't see it like a transaction. I, I can't do hookups. I don't know about you, but I mean, well, you're in a relationship, but I can't do hookups. Even even like I'm sure, you know, later down the line, like I'm just not the type of person that just wants to see someone for two seconds and like, um, you know, say goodbye. You know what I mean? I just can't do that. Like I, I have to have something deeper with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, you get what I'm I saying. I understand what you mean. And it's like in, I guess, like straight guys 
are more down to do hookups because it's like there's more of you guys. Like there's more heterosexual people in America than homosexual people or queer people. And it's like our pool is so small. And in that small pool, mostly everybody just wants to hook up, which sucks. So take it like this, right? There's only like in New York, I think there's what, like 10 million, not even, there's like maybe like 2 million gay men in New York, probably 2 million. I right? feel like that's still a lot of people. But out of those 2 million, let's say half of them are not your type mm-hmm. physically, just by physical appearance alone. So that puts in 1 million. Out of those 1 million people, maybe like 80% of those people just want to hook up. They're, they don't want to commit to anything. Then now you're left with what? 20%. 20% of that remaining people that you have, maybe there's like things about them you just you don't like. Maybe they're not old. Maybe they're too old for you. Maybe they're too young for you. Whatever. So now you're shrinking that 20% down even more. And now you're left with such a small pool that it's like almost impossible, statistically almost impossible for you to actually find that compatible match. You guys have a larger pool to pick from. We have a smaller pool than a smaller, 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 smaller pool. It's so small to the point where like you just don't even want to try anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure if a few people are listening to this, it's like I'm sure you can relate where it's like you sometimes you just don't even want to date anymore. Because you're just so used to like guys ghosting you or you're used to guys not having emotional attachment. Some guys are just emotionally unavailable. Some people just don't want to talk to you after like they hooked up with you three times. Some people are like, I'm not ready for a relationship. And then they hit you up two months later and like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Miss you. And it's like it's these games. And again, it's that whole split polarity thing. It's like you're either really committed and ready to be in a relationship or you're just so loose and you just want to go and have fun. It's like there's no one ever in the middle anymore. It's like, and I think that's what's so important is we got to find that balance where we can emotionally and maturely say, like, I think I want to be in a relationship. So let me be, let me be open to what's going to happen. Let me just be open. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm used to hooking up. Let me be open to what's going to happen. And the next thing you know, you're going to find somebody and it's going to be like the best thing ever. But people just don't open themselves up, Tyler. It's like an overarching theme though. It's like hookup culture is pretty big in America. It is. It's huge. Like, and even on Tinder, it is the thing to do, right? It is the thing to do. I don't don't know. I mean, how long have you been in your relationship? Two years? Something like that. Two years? No, it's not. It's been an on. It's on and off thing. Oh, it's an on and off thing. Yeah, it's so, been an on and okay, off. Okay, that's fair. But um, and, and in that time, have you noticed that like, at least if you've tried on your during your off periods, have you tried to date? Have you tried to look out for other people? Tried to do things? No, not really. No. See, some people are like that. Some people just don't want to do anything, and that's fine. But some people in on and off relationships, like mine was on and off too for three years. Um, I I found it nice to go out and try something because I was just like, let me see what this is like. But then I felt like I was like losing myself, if that makes any sense. Like the more I was hooking up with people, the more I felt like more alone and kind of more like isolated. And I just felt like I just wanted someone who was real with me. You know what I mean? Like just be real. Like I just wanted somebody to just be like, you know what? I appreciate your fucking existence like i care about you is it really hard to find someone yeah like, is that yeah it's i wouldn't hard. imagine you know just being i guess i have that advantage of just because you have a larger people pool. but yeah that's that's wow that's kind of like yeah. mind-blowing to me yeah because it's like you think about it like just ask your any of your gay friends or queer friends or lesbian whatever any friends that are an lgbt like as i also want to go back to like the body shaming thing I wouldn't have, oh, yeah. I did not expect that to be, yeah. like, a really big thing just for, like, guys well, to be brutally bashing on each other. Like, 
That I, re- I really didn't think that would be happening. Wait, why? Why didn't you think so? Oh, I just don't know. I just wouldn't assume. Guys that. are terrible. We're terrible, man. Like, listen. I mean, like, I listen. I I would say I have privilege. So I love being a guy. We have, you know, we have a lot going for us. But the thing is, as a gay guy, it's just everything that's everything that's instinctual about a guy. We're physical, right? When you check out a girl, you look at her physical features first. That's just biologically evolutionarily that's just how we are we're predisposed to be physical first because we're trying to find a mate so we always look at like a female's body so you'll always like oh her curves look a little bit fit you know to have a child it sounds so carnal but it's true like if you look at any textbook any psychology textbook any psychological research it just shows that men are just physical women are more emotional creatures so for example women aren't really talking about a guy's nice ass or a guy's muscles or whatever the first thing that women usually talk about not all women but most women usually talk about is that he's cute it's his personality. He's cute. He's goofy. Guys, the first thing they say is, look at her thighs, or look at this, or look at that. It's always, look at this. Look at her physical features first. She's got this. She's got that. Or she's bad. But then what does she's bad mean? It means that she's thick. So it's always physical. And like for men, it's the same even if you're gay. It's physical. So, like, we'll look at a guy and be like, he's got a nice ass. Or we'll look at a guy and be like, wow, like, he's really small. Like, I could pick him up and do whatever. Like, we think like that because we're trying to procreate. We're trying to reproduce. And so when we're trying to find a suitable mate, it becomes very physical. And for guys, especially gay guys, like I was saying before, it's just elevated. Because not only that, you're mixing gay culture. You're mixing like, we're going to go clubbing, we're going to go partying, we're going to go drinking, we're going to go do this, we're going to go do that, we're going to go do hookups, we have Grindr, let's let's hop on it and see who's in the area. There's a new face on Grindr, we're going to hit him up. Like, whenever there's a new face on Grindr, like, when, let's, say you, let's say you're a gay guy, and you're from New York, you travel to San Francisco, your Grindr's going to pop off, because people will know that's a new face, like on Grindr, that's a new profile in the area. Yeah, really? people will know. Yeah, and your notifications will blow up because people want something interesting and new. Because again, it's all physical, and no strings attached. And listen, if I'm all for it, if you if you can do no strings attached and you can just be casual, do it. Like, but be open to something, right? But be open to something because you can only do that. So, in my opinion, you can only do that so much. And I think that again, everybody moves at their own pace. So, Some do people, you define your intention when you first meet someone? Is or to is eventually like, be with them? Yes. Yeah. So, like, okay, so if if that never, if they're, if the person you're with has never established their intention as far as how it goes with, like, how they see you, is it is it wrong for them just to ghost you? No. At that point? Because it's all about communication. You have to set expectations, right? Right. They, they yeah, do, you have to right. find out where their head's at. You have before to find out where their head's going. at. Exactly. So, like, some people are just want to be friends with benefits. And that's fine. As long as you tell me up front, listen, I'm not looking for anything then I know going into it, don't expect anything. But if you come into this and you make me believe, based on what we've talked about, that you're open to everything, and then all of a sudden you just dead me, I mean, that's just wrong. That's just like, just being a dick. You know what I mean? Like, at least say something. Like, say something along the lines of, hey, didn't work out. Um, had fun, though. Thanks for everything. Peace. You know what I mean? Simple. Keep it simple. It doesn't have to be like, oh, you know... I'm getting over my breakup and, you know, I had a terrible Thanksgiving with my family filled with, you know, Trump supporters and we had a big fight and I'm just emotionally unavailable. And (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, instead of that, Mm -hmm. just be real. 
Just be real. It, Did this, that hit this home? Is a call. Yes, it hit home to me. <laughs> just be real. Like, just look at somebody in the face and say, listen, I'm not ready. And, and that's fine. Like, we have to learn to be okay with someone not being ready. And I think that that's also another problem is that sometimes we just we just want everything for us. We, we, we think that the person we meet, they have to fall in love with us. They have to they owe us something. You know what I mean? And a lot of people have that mentality where it's like, well, I bought them this and I took them out on three dates and I talked to them for three months. They, the least they can do is, I don't know, be in love with me. It's like, no, that's why it's called falling in love because you fall into it. Mm-hmm. It just so happens you fall in love. It just so happens. It's not a thing that has to happen. And people get that mixed up, especially today with Tinder and Grindr and Bumble and Hinge and all these apps. It's like people just expect I have to talk to him for a week and I have to fall in love. I have to I have to I have to have a connection with him or her in in a week. If I don't, then they're not meant to be. No, it took me it took me a month and a half to fall in love with my ex. And my ex and I lasted three years. On and off, but three years. And it took me a month or so, a month and a half to actually catch feelings for him. And this was after hooking up many times. So people just need to understand, like, it's not black and white. Mm-hmm. When it comes to love and relationships, it's not black and white. Everything in our life is split into black and white. Blue lives matter versus black lives matter. White versus black. Republican versus liberal. But love is one of those things that has to fall somewhere in the middle. And I think that that's why it's so interesting to me that we live in such a world that's so heavily structured on left, right, left, right. Black, white, black, white. And the moment when it comes to love, we are programmed to think that as well. We're programmed to say, I have to fall in love with this person or I have to hate them. But what we can do is, what we can do is we can find somewhere in the middle and say, I, I'm feeling something towards him. Like I'm feeling something towards Tyler, let's say. But I don't really feel everything yet. Mm-hmm. And then maybe two months later, I don't want him anymore. Or maybe two months later, you know what? I see myself being with him. And it's that simple. But people are so programmed and conditioned to think super left or super right. It's like we've lost the ability to find balance. And I think that that's why most of us are depressed and most of us are anxious and most of us lack have of balance. Yeah, lack of balance. We're so programmed in this world that everything is right or wrong, black and white, that we don't, that's not naturally who we are. It's not who we are. We're not just here to survive. We're not just here to live. We're here to be alive. You know, mm-hmm. we're here to experience pain, rights, wrongs, everything in between. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think I learned a lot of that during quarantine as well. You know, life of balance. And it's hard to achieve balance, though, like a work-life balance. Yeah. People struggle to do that. And, I mean, I was just talking recently with my buddy. Actually, on the last podcast, you know, finding balance for me has just been, like, picking up, like, new things so we're trying to be a little bit better here a little bit better there and then continuing like to build on that and not like falling off it like it like you said depression can be like really bad and hindering like it can make you lay in bed all day and not yeah. want to do anything whatsoever yeah. it's really it can it can hit you hard too so i mean my mom dealt with it my little brother deals with it you know it's it's really hard on you and it can just like like cripple you mentally so it's like really important to find a balance like you're talking about um I mean, in my own experience, like finding balance comes from like um, finding ways to calm down. Like you said, maybe turning off your social media, getting off it, doing like 20 minutes of yoga definitely helps. 
Do you have you tried yoga? Getting into I, it, like done a challenge or anything like that. I'm always an advocate. I'm an advocate for it now. I guess I know it's you pretty are. sweet. I I've never tried. I've tried it maybe once, and my my trainer tried getting me to do it, and I I couldn't do it. I just wasn't bending my legs the way I was supposed to, and I that's was, how it starts. Though. I was looking mad. You'll weird. get better. You'll only get better Listen, from there. And it's yoga's intense. It's a practice. It's a practice. It's a you lifestyle. Keep going. I think no, it's, it's a, not. It's, it's a yoga it's practice. A, it's a practice. Yeah. You wouldn't say it's a lifestyle. No, it could be a lifestyle. Certainly, if you make it more than make it more than how just the yoga do, session. How often do you do yoga? Uh, probably like three or f- three to five times a week. Really? Like yeah. every morning? Nah, I try to squeeze it in. Like today's my like off day from the store, so I'll probably do it tonight before bed or something. Does yoga help you find your balance? Certainly helps me stretch because I I do a lot of lifting for work, so I need to make sure my hips aren't tight and stuff. Mentally, so does it do something for you mentally? Yeah, it's like taking a moment. Yeah, you really got to take a moment sometimes you, to ground yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you're just like laying on the floor breathing. It's pretty chill. It's pretty spiritual too. And you yoga. just like you really just we're we're so attached to our phones. Like the minute you put it, like some people are attached to it, and there's attachment theories on like that are people like people will twitch or freak out when their phone's yeah. too far from them yeah it's like withdrawal yeah withdrawal symptoms from just not having their phone but not nah, you get to like when it's crazy because like when you're stretching the it is intense and it can be painful if you're yeah. not if you're like extremely tight or whatever yeah i wouldn't say painful but like you, it feels good you know like it's a good stretch like you need to like <laughs> one of those when you wake up in the morning you're like ah yeah. you stretch back you know it's so like that can constantly and like seeing how far you can take it or taking it one extra breath. Because um, really that's like another metaphor for daily life. Like I was just going to say take, that. Taking, taking an extra breath, it'll pass. And like stretch keep it moving out. Forward. Yeah, stretch it yeah. out. Take and a then, breath. Um, and the stretches are just beneficial for your body period. So you've got to treat your physical self. Like you have to love this body because it's the only one that you have. Yeah. So, and I think you actually spoken spoke about this on Mark's podcast. Um, shout out Mark. Subject to a revision, you can listen to Bracho's Nacho um, on oh, that podcast as well. Yeah, it was a really good one. Oh, thank you. Yeah, for sure. So you guys can check uh, Chris out on that one as well. But thank you. This uh, one's more. This one's more casual. I like this one. This one's. This one's more like chill. Like we're just having a conversation yeah. at work. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, yoga is so cool, dude. <laughs> you just. I just do it every now and again, but it's a nice way to calm yourself and get away from things. Just breathe. T- taking a deep breath can calm your anxiety or yeah, just like level set and it's really important if you didn't know to breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth mouth breathers actually have more health problems than really than, uh, people who breathe in with their nose yeah i mean i'm sure their mouth is always dry <laughs> yeah as i taking a deep breath <laughs> would, i mean would you say would you say that yoga is a great way to stretch your mind too it's physical but it's almost like you're stretching out your mind too because you're centering yourself and it's almost like a nice a nice break, a nice pause. Yeah. Yoga is also a really good way to get into meditation if you've never done so. Yeah. Like say you just stretch and now you're like Savasana is like the last like few minutes of your yoga practice. You kind of just like take a moment to let your entire body relax. You know, you take a few deep breaths and you kind of just like fade out a little bit. Yeah. And like you're just, your consciousness is there and you kind of forget about your physical self for a little bit. Wow. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's pretty not, cool. It's not like super intense but you you're well aware of it especially when you come back like when you start wiggling your, your toes and things like that it feels good really yeah and then it really prepared you can like then take that into a, a meditation you know now that you're you're you've stretched you're calm 
you're ready to like like go to another spot in this like space of yourself right so extending that and so on and so forth isn't there like hot yoga like steam steam yoga or something like that sweat yoga or something i think it's just hot yoga and what's the difference with that it just adds heat to the room is that what it is? probably just to help intensify the stretches oh interesting there's goat yoga goat yoga you can have like goats on top of you yeah no seriously there is like there's a thing it's like a thing in la it's weird i know holly weird of course it's la (laughs) yeah of course it is and it's like yeah they get like a bunch of goats and they just like you know how goats like just randomly jump on things Mm -hmm. or they like hang from trees because they're like psycho well they they'll do that when you're doing yoga you'll do a position like let's say you're planking or something or like whatever and they'll just jump on you and they'll just stay there i guess that's kind of cool and i guess it's like kind of like weird because like it makes your mind go what the hell's going on but like i guess it's like fun i don't know it's cute i guess i don't know holly weird yeah no judge connecting with the nature i don't know yeah we can really really white drinking a green smoothie out of a plastic cup and a plastic straw and a plastic straw and then you throw it in the garbage exactly and you missed how ironic they missed they missed the garbage now though right and now it's rolling down the street no it's rolling down the street then it ends up in a sewer and then in the sewer, it ends up in the drainage. And then it goes and then out the to the ocean. And the ends up in a turtle's nose. Turtles have noses? Yeah. I thought they... You didn't know that? No. I thought they... Don't they breathe out of their ass? No, they, they breathe out of their ass. I don't know how they breathe, but they have noses. They have, like... They have, like, snouts. They're, like... They, but there's still nostrils on their face. No, they're not. Yes, there is. I promise. That's not... No, they're not. I can look it up for you. Like, the, I promise you that... That's that not turtles true. have nostrils. Okay, well, uh, listen, I'll take your word for it. Oh, you got the blue one? The blue iPhone 12 Pro? Wow. Someone's fancy. Someone's fancy. Yeah, I'm telling you, though, that these turtles... No, they don't. They don't have have nostrils. Nostrils. Why wouldn't they? We'll be right back. (laughs) No, we don't have to pause for this. The world's got to know if the turtles have nostrils. They breathe out of their butt. Yeah, the passageways for food and air are connected in a turtle just like there in any people. They eat with their mouth, my guy. So their nose. They no, but they breathe with their butt. All right. How do... <laughs> I'm pretty sure they breathe out of their ass. Sea turtles? Yeah. Well, half of us breathe out of our ass sometimes. How do sea turtles breathe? Just just can you just Google. They have lungs. Yeah, but just Google. Like, do turtles breathe out of their butts? Or is that something else? I'm pretty sure it's turtles. No, you're... No. <laughs> They must be able to hold their breath for long periods. No, uh, you're, tri- you're tripping. They breathe out of their ass. I'm telling you. Do sea turtles? I can't wait to do sea turtles. Them I and know, every and them and every carrion in the world breathes out of their ass. I'm telling you. That's how they get their strength. That's how they come into a store and and they ask for a manager. You didn't know that? You can Google that. No, it's accurate. It's on like CNN or something. You know. Only when they hibernate. That's a, only a specific turtle. Their main source of oxygen is through their butt. Technically, okay, so technically See? the term is cloacal respiration, and it's not so much breathing as just diffusing oxygen in, 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 in and carbon dioxide out, but the fact remains when turtles hibernate, their main source of oxygen is through their butt. Because their, wow. their face is in this. Wouldn't that make sense? Their face would be in the, their the shell. shell. Yeah. So they're just not, I don't know. That's crazy. Why <laughs> do turtles breathe up, breathe through their bumps? I don't know. That's crazy. 
You learn something new every day. I told you. See? I See? love learning. CNN never lies. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's Wikipedia. <laughs> or Which ur- is urban. a source of information. Right. Allegedly. Just don't source it. You can right. find sources on Wikipedia and then source those sources. Have you ever have you ever gone on Wikipedia and seen like people make those edits and it's just like something stupid? Yeah, that would be pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Like they'll do them to like um, football players or like sport players when they lose a final or something like that. And make... <laughs> really? Yeah, I've seen some where like I'm surprised like Nate Robinson doesn't have a Wikipedia anymore. <laughs> really? Oh, because they, they, they modify his page so much? Uh, no, I'm just saying, like, he got knocked out by Jake Paul, so, like, what if they just took mm. off his Wikipedia? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how I feel about Jake Paul. How do you feel about Jake Paul? What's your uh, opinion? I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's just a, a bully. Yeah? He's, he seems that way. He had, like, a little seems mini... Like a psycho. Like, a mini documentary on, on uh, YouTube about his life, and it's a very interesting life. I mean, he comes from a very interesting family. Like, it makes sense, like, the type of people they are... It just makes sense why they're like that. What I, kind of it, people are they? It's like their dad. Like I think from what I remember, like his dad was like, uh, like very like aggressive, very masculine, very like you know kind of like pushy and pushing them to do things and things like that. And I think it was kind of abusive. I think they come from an abusive background, which is why they're very like intense and strong and. Yeah, trying like, to, like strong and rip trying people's to be heads really off. Tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he did. Have you seen that? Did you see that at all? No, I only saw him in KSI fight. Oh my or god! Was that, he... Or was that Logan Paul? No, that was Logan Paul. That was Logan Paul for KSI. See, that was something else. Also, I was like, really? Like that's weird. I don't know why he did that. I think they KSI just hated Logan Paul. Yeah, they do. They just hate each other. Makes sense. But it was a big thing. Yeah, and they made so much money off of that. See, can you imagine? Well, yeah, Jake Logan Paul did filmed the kid's suicide body. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. He, had that, he had that controversy. Yeah, yeah, where he recorded like a hanging body and he like was joking about it or something, and people thought it was insensitive. See, I think it's insensitive also, but I think that he was just being dumb. Like he wasn't thinking, and I think that it should have taught him a lesson about responsibility because that's that's crazy. Another thing, when you're doing something in the public, everything is scrutinized, everything. You do one little thing and you're canceled. I, I personally hate cancel culture. Like, I hate it. Like, I really do. I don't see a purpose in it. It has no benefit. Because you, gen- like, think about someone who's pissed you off. You genuinely want to be like, I want to fucking kill you. Yeah, but, like, why would you want to destroy their life over a mistake? Like, that's kind of like saying, I'm going to destroy your life because you forgot to hold the door for me yesterday. So that means that you're a rude person. Oh, and also because like I'm Latino, you're racist. It's like that's not. It's like that's not true. Like you're, we're making assumptions about a person, you know, based on one action. And it's like maybe he was insensitive. Maybe he is racist. Maybe mm-hmm. he was this. Maybe he is all these alleged things. But it's like we can't really know until you have a conversation with him. And I think that if he should have done an interview, he probably did an interview, but he should have done an interview where they just asked him like, what, what, what was your thinking behind this? Like, what did you do? And he probably would have been like, I messed up. I'm sorry. Like I think he did apologize. I'm sure he would I think would've. he did, but then everybody was like on it for months. And like, I mean, that's what happens when you are who you are. Like he had already made a, such a big figure out of himself. We want to see people fall. We we love seeing people fall. It's like entertaining to us. Even Nothing from, better like, than a comeback. No, but even back then with like the gladiators, like with with like in in Rome where people would like gather around watching people killing themselves and like killing each other with like, you know, weapons and and animals and stuff like we love watching people suffer like there's like a human thing where we just love watching people who are like at the top or like really successful fall 
it's like we love it it's like entertaining it's to envious. us envious yeah it's like it's Level like it's like envious but it's also like weird it's like an evolutionary thing i think it's because we want to be the fittest person so we want to see that person who's fitter than us fall maybe and, and and i honestly have this theory that like people like genuinely like love seeing people suffer like there's a part of all of us really twisted where we love to see someone suffer especially if it's someone we don't like which is kind of ironic because you would think that the first thing we should do is if we don't like a person we want to teach them how to be better no the first thing i think we gravitate towards is watching them suffer really yeah like i think that a lot of people think that way i mean i do sometimes like some i can, I can say sometimes like sometimes if i don't like someone i want to see them like crash and fall well that's i don't i don't definitely i don't see things like that sometimes no, i have to really dislike a person to see that but i do I feel I like that, that'd be an extreme no i think it's a part of me like and I, don't, I, I wouldn't say it's a part of everybody though i don't i think, don't know but i think a lot of people feel that way seeing suffering yeah like see know, them see them like kind of see them like humble themselves i think that for me it comes from like wanting to see them get humble you know, I want them to to, to humble themselves. Oh yeah, themselves. like that makes sense. Like like step like you know find that like they lack humility. Yeah. So it's kind of like braggadocious and it's right. like yeah, fuck you. They're like, like in their, yeah, they're like in their world. Come, yeah, I don't know if that means like in terms of suffering. Like, I, don't, that, I don't want to see them go through something you bad. Suffer? Yeah. So but is like, it suffering? No, I think I just want to see them like have some new perspective, and sometimes to have some new perspective, you have to suffer. Like, I think that's all of us in life. And I talked about this with Mark. It's like, I feel like all the trauma and the pain that we go through totally makes us who we are. Mm -hmm. And it's elevated on social media. Yeah. Trauma porn. You might not even think it, but like everything you see is like, we might, we're so desensitized to shit. Well, you know, there's an expression that a lot of times on, on TV and on Instagram and social media, we pornography uh, pain. We, and it's it's this expression called pornographying pain. And what that means, it's not like torture porn. It's just It just refers to the fact that we love to, like, um, glorify and, like, put on TV and social media, like, when someone's suffering. We love seeing that. Like, again, like, we love seeing someone get canceled. We love seeing drama. We love seeing someone screaming at the top of their lungs, having a breakdown in public. Mm -hmm. Like, we film that shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we record it. We put it on World Star. Like, you know, things like that. No, the yeah. The Karens. No, you realize that, right? <laughs> the we Karens have, of the world. There are Facebook pages dedicated to these aggressive, angry, terrible Karens. And listen, Karens are terrible. We've well, seen them every day. Well, I guess it makes sense when you put it like that. But like, yeah. Great like, analogy. You want to see Karens fall. You want to see Karens fall. But again, why? Like, yeah, they suck and they're ignorant. But again, I think it's that desire to have them humble themselves like who the fuck do you think you are karen what's crazy is that they they get like they lose but still do it their way but they still do it their way yeah how yeah. does that make sense don't you learn i don't know how does somebody walk into a store demanding that everything is done their way oh my god demanding that us the service people cater to them and 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 bend over backwards and answer their every will like who who goes into a store on a tuesday at 2 p.m without a receipt has an open box, doesn't care, wants to violate all policy and say, this is ridiculous. I'm the customer. I'm always right. Like, let me get your manager. Like, who has the time? Karen's. Karen. Yeah. Damn Karen's. Damn Karen's. It's a war. I think that's our biggest war right the now. The only thing that can stand up to a Karen is a Kyle. I thought it was Ken. I don't know. Karen, Ken, Kyle? Kyle sounds, sounds Kyle. much better. Or Ken, because there's Kyle, the monster. Have you, ever seen, have you ever seen a male Karen? I've only seen maybe one. I think one out a of male every... male Karen? No. 
Yeah, I one, think I've ever one seen out of that. every twenty situations, I think, is like a male, which is weird because you'd think because men are more aggressive, so you would think that it would be that the opposite. I right? think the level of ex- a level of expectation might be different for us. Maybe. Like I, I think that being, men just because we're not women as well, so we can't like. Well, women, everybody acts differently. Yeah. I mean, like not all women are the same, not all men are the same, and we're not, not saying every, they are. And not everybody treats people the same. Exactly. So like... Right, and we're not saying that they're all the same. It's just that I think that I don't think men really. Well, no, because I've seen men get really aggressive. Like, well, what's crazy? What happens is like when it's something's outside your expectation, you're like upset by that. So like if you're not thinking like X thing can happen, or okay, so a good example would be you order your Uber Eats and um. Your expectation was you get it in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Now it's been an hour, hour and a half. Now you're mad as fuck. Like, this was outside of my expectation. Give me my food. At least Venmo me. Give me the money back somehow. Uh-huh. Like, but because it's outside your expectation realm, it frustrates you. Yeah. And you've allotted X amount of time or like you had an understanding that it would reach some level. But once it hit like something that you couldn't think of or didn't foresee, mm-hmm. like you're like fucking like what's going on? So you're outside your comfort zone at that point. Do you think that's what causes people to be Oh, aggressive? yeah, absolutely. Fear? Anger is a secondary response so for a lot of people. Didn't I say that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you said that. Didn't I? <laughs> I don't know, but it is. I did say that. I get I mad. Yeah, anger is a secondary because there's always something else behind it. Mm-hmm. Something happened that day. Somebody broke up with somebody. Somebody's mom yelled at them. Something happened. and then Should be happening. Should be happening. And then that anger is like just right there. Like when a Karen comes into the stores, I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're What's having crazy a rough is day. We be we are the nicest people. We we are the nicest people. <laughs> like we'll do anything for these people, and then they just abuse and, it. Yep. Give them an inch, they'll take a mile. Take a mile. Um. God, people are terrible. Sometimes. But that also, it's like you don't you don't get to see these people every day, and it, and like you said, talking about Logan, you have to until you have a conversation with this person. So like yeah. even understand the cust like that customer on the one off. You're like maybe if I just met him a different day, they could yeah, be a different right? person. They, I don't know That's a great way who to they are it. this day versus then, because they're just a side character. Yeah, that's a great way to think about it. No, you're right. Like Everyone you walk by in the mall is, your, is a side character until, yeah. you, until you meet them, and then they're like a supporting cast member. Yeah, that's true. That's really what it is. Cause that's a great way to think That's your story, about it. you know. Look at you. You have a supporting cast member that you... Do you have? How would you rank your supporting cast? <laughs> I would say most of them are terrible, awful... We need to remove them from the next season. Uh, they need to be canceled. Um, but cancel know. culture. I meant like, you know what I meant, Tyler. <laughs> Shit. I think they'll take this as an endearing. No, like, listen, a message to all Karens. Please, please leave us alone. <laughs> we will not help you. Just we, relax. Like, just relax. Like, just, just, just be kind. Be, be vulnerable. Tell us why you're suffering. Tell me. Honestly, if a customer came up to me and said, you know, instead of screaming at me and being like, this is ridiculous, blah, 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 blah. If they were to come up to me and say, hey, listen, like a couple days ago, I lost my house and I don't know what to do. And this thing that I need help with is the only thing that I have left. Is there any way that I can be helped now instead of waiting a week? Of course. Like, of course. Like, mm-hmm. hands down. I will I will open up a, a slot just for you, literally. Not even being sarcastic. I would open up a slot for you, and I'd walk you in. I'd walk you in, and I would check in on you. And I would say, hey, is there anything else that you need? Extending that extra hand. 
That's nice. Exactly. And and it's like, but then there are people that come in and, and I get it. Some people don't want to be vulnerable. Like, I, I think you mentioned this to me earlier. You know, you said that it's very hard for like you to open up, let's say, and say something personal and communicate something that personally happened to you. Right. And it's like, for me, it's like, well, we just need, I think we need more of that. I think we need less fear about opening up to people and just being open. Like, honestly, if I'm having a rough day because somebody died yesterday, I'm going to tell you. Or if, if I, if I'm having a rough day, cause I'm having a scare, I'm scared of something. I'm, I'm afraid. I'll tell you, like, you know what I mean? If I'm in a store and I don't want to wait on a line that's like 30 people long, you know what I mean? Because I'm afraid of coronavirus mm-hmm. and I'm paranoid because I have a high risk person at home and I don't want to wait online. I'm not going to yell at the person and be like, why am I waiting on this line? It's ridiculous. I'm going to say, hey, listen, I have a very high risk person at home. And I don't want to risk being on this line. Is there any possible way that I can stay somewhere else? Yes. See, but it's about communication. And again, going back to that whole like hookup culture, it's like communication. Just tell intention me how you intention setting. Tell me how you feel. Tell me where you're coming from. Tell me where I can meet you so I can rise with you. Tell me where I can meet you so I can rise with you and so that we don't fall together. Because when a Karen comes in, you're bringing that retail worker down with you. Mm-hmm. You're falling together. You're not rising to anything. Yeah, because then you stoop to their level. You, you never want to yeah. do that. No. Never want to stoop to someone's level. We're not allowed to either. Yeah. Oh God. Can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, customers think they're protected by what? Their entitlement? I don't serve anyone. I don't serve anyone. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a server. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even though my job says otherwise, I'm not, I'm not a server. I do not service you. I, I help you. Yeah. I help so- you. <laughs> How can I help you? Do you have an on-the-phone voice? Yes. What's your on-the-phone voice? Hi. Thank you. How are you? Awesome. That's amazing. Can I play with credit card, please? Can you, uh, what's your full name, sir? My name is, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, I do uh, have Is a there a manager voice. behind you? Can I speak to the manager? The manager is in my uh, room, actually, in my bedroom. Because, you know, got that, got that connection. Networking. Oh God! See, see, now I'm going on a tangent. Now I'm thinking about all these different things. Damn, Tyler. Are you gonna start an OnlyFans? Great question. Um, thinking about it, I've got a, I've got a. Is there a market for it? I got to shave first. I think I, I need to actually. If it's harder to get a date, is there more chance that OnlyFans will work? I think there's a better chance. Do you think people would pay for it? That, that's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah, of course. There's, you know, everybody. There's someone interested in anything. You know, whether you're thicker or super skinny or you're this or that, it's, there's, there's a market for everything. Are you afraid? You'll, what if you get pain from the OnlyFans? Like pain? Yeah. So like, what if you go on OnlyFans with the assumption that you're going to make a lot of money? Why don't you make then, one? No. You make one and tell me. No, I'm not going to make an OnlyFans. Why? Well, I don't want to. Why? I don't, I don't need to be taking pictures of myself like that. Why? Put it on the internet. No, I'm good. Why? <laughs> why because i i just don't want to why <laughs> just kidding <laughs> no i know some people can't do it i mean i i personally would never do it because your stuff lives on there forever now mm-hmm. but a lot of people are doing it and a lot of people are getting away with it and you know what's funny the there have been situations where people will make only fans but and... how is this not prostitution oh it's yeah, not. oh because it's not in it's not a transaction of sex well that's prostitution yeah. That's why it's illegal. But that, you're not paying someone to do this to yeah, you. Yeah, you're just paying for a photo. You're just paying for a photo. On it's, content. It's like you're paying for porn. That's it. Yeah. 
And so, like, there have been, there have been, yeah. Why did I think that was illegal? People know. do that all the time. When, anyway. <laughs> um, it, it's funny because I, I've seen people. Are you at least 18 years of age? You have to be. Minimum, please. Please. Actually, I think people should minimum be like. This is 20. R-rated. I think people should be minimum 22, in my opinion. Because when you're 18, you, you can't really think. You, you can't really yeah, literally, I We're still kids. Like, you, you, we talked about this earlier. Like, when I was 18, and when you were 18, we were two different people. Oh, hell yeah. Like, way different. Way different. But I've seen people who make OnlyFans, who they post all their news and whatever. It, it, they shut it down because they're just like, I'm not, I'm not for this anymore. And their stuff doesn't end up online. I think there's almost like a, for some, uh, for, for, for if you're not that much of a popular creator, there's like this kind of unspoken thing where it's like, we don't repost stuff. Like, if somebody's posting something, don't repost it. There's, like, a feed? Um, so, OnlyFans, yeah, it's, it's like a feed. It's You subscribe to different people, and then you get, like, a feed of all their posts. And, like, you can go on their profile and just see what they've posted. But if they update it, or you can DM them, you can message them, you can request things. You can say, hey, listen, for how much would you do this? Like, a custom video. You know what I mean? Like, maybe you have a specific kink or a fetish or something that you want them to do. Um, you can ask them, like, what, what what would you pay? What would I pay you for you to do this? Oh, but it's an unspoken thing to, like, not repost. Like, yes. The... Yeah. It's kind of like a courtesy thing. It's like, well, I feel like that's, you know, that's nice. An honor, it, it, nice it honor is, system. It is kind the, of like an honor it. system. And I, and I do see people actually honoring it because people will put a disclaimer on their OnlyFans and be like, this is my copyrighted content. Please do not reproduce, resell or whatever with this. And then people will actually abide by that. They respect it. Like you, you won't be able to find like unless you maybe, you know, whatever. If you try to find some illegal website or something, but usually you won't find someone's OnlyFans content anywhere, unless, unless you pay um, for it. Right? Unless you pay for it, and unless they're posting it on Twitter, yeah, um, to get more subscribers. to get more subscribers. But then again, if you want to see the full stuff, you won't find like the full stuff anywhere. You don't. And I think it's really nice because it's kind of like we're respecting, you know, sex work. We're respecting people who are creating content. And I think that that's kind of sweet because it's like, you know, these people. Well, there's literally sculptures of women's bodies like in Italy. That's like, not sex work. But like it's like the artwork, you know, the it copyright is. stuff it's, and it's making like, content it's on content. it. Content. It's content. So you can content. deem it artwork as well. So you like, can, And actually some people have OnlyFans that are kind of like high-end porn where it's kind of or not even high-end porn because that would be demeaning it but it's art and they'll post like nudes that are artsy they'll post like cinematic things like very nicely shot things or you know they'll put on costume and makeup and do cosplay and all these things but kind of uh what's it called sexual leaning where it's like it's called um there's a word for it it's called like um something insinuating a nude insinuating or something where it's like it's not really a nude it's not really porn mm -hmm. but it's like it's insinuating that it's sexual you know what i mean it's like it's like, like kind of like like imagine like a woman taking a shot with a silhouette behind her or some shit like that right it's like it's like it's not x-rated it's like r-rated or something you know what i mean like mm -hmm. tvma or something it's nice i think that you know to one's own i have a few friends like i told you before i have a few friends who have only fans um i'm personally not subscribed to them but um, they are doing fine. They like it. It's positive. They're making money. Good for them. They're making money. Yeah, they're making money and paying for bills. Listen, you got to pay your bills the way you pay your bills, man. I don't judge anyone. If you if you want to go out there and do what you got to do to pay your bills, pay your phone bill, pay that Verizon bill, I don't care. As long as, as, long as you're safe, as long as you're not getting sick, as long as you're happy. Like, 
I'm going to be the first to say this. Like, if I had kids, like, I would obviously have a conversation with them and say, hey, listen, I'm sure there are better choices out there. Um, but, you know, if this is what you feel like you have to do. I'm dead. Like, as long as you're old enough and there's you're definitely... mature, it's their life. Like, I can't, I can't tell them to not do something. Yeah. I can protect them and say, listen. I don't suggest it'll this. be a problem though if kids under 18 are making one right no and that's that why would you be have a problem to, yeah and that's why you have to shut that shit but down. there's people 18 and I like that's yeah like, but 18, right like well like, 18 is 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 the legal yeah. is the legal one um and and like I see there are kids actually even on grinder this is this is another twisted thing that we need to we need to put an end to this there's a lot of kids on grinder that go on there when they're 16 15 14 and they're hooking up with like 40 year olds yeah Yeesh. It's a it's a real thing, and it's sad because a lot of these kids, they don't know what they're doing, and grinder you have to be eighteen to have it. So obviously, if you're going on it and you're not eighteen, you know you're you're breaking the rules, and your account can get closed and stuff. But people go on there. Like some of my gay friends, they'll they would they would tell me like when I was fourteen I was on grinder, when I was fifteen I was on grinder. I'm like, this is a thing. Like that's sad. People and, don't know better. People exposed to it early on so yeah yeah the earlier you're exposed and to again it, but... no judgment but at the same time it's you got to ask yourself why like when i was 15 i wasn't even i wasn't honestly i was just thinking about porn i wasn't thinking about anything else you know what i mean i wasn't thinking about going out there to meet a stranger in his car at two um, in the morning to hook up to hook up to go to to bu the building somewhere you've grown <laughs> you've grown bracho <laughs> And now I do. <laughs> no, just kidding. I've learned. But it's good though that when you look at your your photos of your eighteen year old self, then you go, "Ooh, and that just means you've grown." You know? Yeah. You're like, oh, I did that, but look yeah. at what I've done now because of my mistakes or yeah. whatever. You know, there's a. It could be cringe because you know, like, yeah, you're just like, why? You know, why would you do that mm -hmm. and not this? You know. I was actually with a guy last night. We were just talking about. Um, I promise, I'm not. Um floating around um he's fine he's fine um i was with a guy last night and um he was telling me how um at 18 like he was just not ready to be in a relationship just playing with guys just being you know irresponsible just doing things and and i told him like god like if i looked back at me at 18 all i wanted was to be told i mattered mm -hmm. like that was my thing i just wanted somebody to look at me and say you know what chris you matter like, you're important. Do you have any siblings? I have an older brother, two years, mm -hmm. but he has autism. So I'm... Oh, you're more... I I'm remember like the on older Mark's brother, podcast, yeah. You, yeah. you're like the caretaker. Yeah, I'm like the... You take care of him. Exactly. So him and I don't have much of a relationship, but um, that's another thing that humbles you, though, because it's like there's no one who I could go to to be a confidant. Mm -hmm. Usually when you have an older brother or a younger brother, y'all are just constantly feeding off of each other, like giving each other advice, telling each other what happened yesterday you know, catching up on shit. And I didn't have that. I had to find friends. And in high school and in middle school, I was lonely. I didn't have any friends. It wasn't until college where I, like, joined Greek life, fraternity, everything, where I really had friends. But you can also pick your friends, which is cool. Yeah, I got to pick them. And, like, in high school, you're kind of stuck to what you have for, like, 10 years. Because if you're going... Because middle school, high school... Oh, right, right. I moved around, so I would, I've always met, oh, like, new people. Really? And stuff, yeah. What did that teach you? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm still trying to find out. Do you think it taught you how to just be open? Because you have I to. Mean, you I have just, to make friends. I just try to be as humble as possible. Because 
I don't, you mean I, I'm just like in this room with podcast equipment. Yeah. Just chilling and making a podcast. Like there's no, there's no more to it, you know? Hmm. I'm, I, like I said, I think I've said it before. Like I'm, I feel as though I'm like, I'm a subtle person. I don't, I'm not trying to be like the, you're the center of attention yeah, you're ever. Like you're that's not my thing. So, but so like in a way, this podcast is weird for me too. Like really trying to put things on social media. Cause I, I, I had, guess I have a fear of like what people think of me in, in some sense, right? Like putting too much content or not being like not having something received well or getting canceled. So like, <laughs> like, I guess you like, do I want to start a YouTube and things like that just to like see if I can generate income and why not? Exactly. So I don't know. Just do it. And, and like someone said to me the other day, the other day, they were like, now you're doing photography. You're doing so much of the shit. Like, what are you not doing? Do you sleep? Da da da. Like, yeah, it's like, do I want to be that cliche kind of guy? But it doesn't matter to me, I guess. You know, I'm here to make this bread. You're here for your purpose. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you're just trying you to You do matter, it. though. Thank you, Tyler. You matter, too. Thank you do. I appreciate your existence. And I think it's something simple that people don't... You know, they don't say that to people, especially when you're young. When you're 15, 16, 18, all you want to know is that you matter. What's great is you can take in all this and... For your future kids, you can yeah. let them know. 100%. That's a beautiful thing because I learned what I wanted when I was 18. That's exactly what I want somebody to feel. And I, and I was telling this guy, I was like, if I, if I looked back at 18-year-old Chris, I would totally give him a hug and be like, dude, you're going to be fine. Like, if, if he and, – and, and, and that part made me emotional because I literally was saying to him, like, if 18-year-old Chris or 16-year-old Chris saw me today, like the way that I am, even though I still got work to do, but the way that I am, he'd be like, that's me? Like, yeah, he wouldn't believe it. He wouldn't believe it, man. And that's what makes me so teary-eyed because he wouldn't believe it. You've grown. I've said it before. But... Yeah. Which he, is cool. He like, wouldn't believe it. I'm sure, I'm sure your 14-year-old self would look at you today and be like, that's me? Probably. I'd be like, what the fuck, dude? You'd be like, wow. That's what I did? Because I, I didn't... But I think you've done so great. Oh, yeah. It's just stepping stones, though. Exactly. Because you're still going up. Mm -hmm. and, and But I think that, again, like I said, if your past childhood self looked at you, would be like, wow. Because I'm sure when you were 14, 15, you didn't think you were attractive. I don't ever really think about how attractive I look. Really? To be honest, yeah. Because maybe... Is it just because you just know you are? Or is it because... No, I just... You don't think you are. No, I just don't like, I don't like look in the mirror and be like, oh, like, I look good today. Why? I mean, I should probably, I should be like telling myself that. But, but I'm like, curious because like I told you at, at work, I, you know, it's like you, I consider you to be a really attractive person. Someone that I consider, like if I looked like you, what would the shit that I could do? You know what I mean? Like, you know, the people that I would meet, the things that I would get done. It's weird to think about. I don't know. I guess because I guess if it mattered, my personality would shine more anyway. And it does. Your personality does shine So that, I think yeah. overar overarching, that's like what matters. And and like everyone's going to find someone attractive or not attractive in their own limelight. Like, I mean, I don't think I've met a single person that thinks you're unattractive. Being real with Well, you. that's not the point. But like I'm just saying. I'm just like, telling you the thank truth. You, thank um, you. <laughs> just reminding you. Uh, no, it's the truth, man. You you're really, a good guy. What? You don't think you're attractive at all. No, I don't like to like brag or be like, oh, I have like, I don't even know what to say. It's a yes or no question. Do you think you're attractive? Sure. Okay. What's sure mean? I'm not unattractive, <laughs> but it's all up to the individual. I'm going to tell you, yes, you are. <laughs> As a gay guy, I'm telling you 
Thank you. Again, I want to make you as uncomfortable as possible. I'm just kidding. I'm not even uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> as he adjusts his chair and adjusts his notes. Um, no, it's my body posture. <laughs> no, I'm telling you because it's it's the truth. Like, and and I tell this to all my straight friends. I tell this to whoever. I don't care. Like I tell them, like you you you've got to understand that the way that you see yourself. Yeah, not I mean, the way anyone sees you. Exactly. And so. I remind myself that too, because I don't think I'm as attractive. I think I'm okay. But I have to remind myself, like, the way that I see myself is not the way everyone sees me. What I see in the mirror is distorted compared to what people see in real life. And not many people know that. Sorry. I definitely have body dysmorphia, 100%. That was like a jump question there. Sorry. No, it's true. I, I definitely do have it. I definitely think that I'm way fatter than I am. I weigh 196 pounds. And I still think really? I still think I I'm, never would have thought. Really? And I, I still think I'm 220. But you're not. I know, and I'm not. And I fit into the clothes that I couldn't before. And and still, it's not enough confirmation for me that I lost 70-something pounds. Wow. Because my That's fattest... That's huge... Not my fattest. I don't want to say that. But my, my biggest that I was was 270. And that was a year, a year and a half ago. Well, you're just living healthier now. Yeah, I have a trainer and work has been helping me and everything. And again, I, I got out of that really depressive uh, state that I was in after graduation. And so, again, I'm very proud. You're going up. Right. I, I was very proud of that. And a lot of people don't make it through that. But I was very proud of that. And like we said, the first time we recorded this, it's like one of my proudest moments has been able to say that I went from somebody who was very depressed, gained a lot of weight, um, wanted to just end things, to, 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 to finding that way out that a lot of people can't find mm -hmm. and you know finding my job and finding my footing and slowly 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 losing all the weight very slow process uh, people need to understand weight loss is so slow you're gonna feel like you're gonna give up every month because if in a month you lost five pounds in a month you lost 20 in a month you lost 10 you're like it's not good enough it's not good enough it takes a very long time and 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 the thing that i learned was you know, that I have the power to change everything. I have the power to do what I want. If I want to be better, I'll be better. And, you know, I have to deal with my, you know, obviously my, you know, whatever mental illness. Like, you know, I had OCD. I have OCD. still live with it. Um, anxiety. Um, I still try to cope with my depression. But thankfully, it's not super, super bad depression where it, it prevents me from, you know, like getting up in the mornings and things like that. Like some people. Um, but I still deal with those things. And I learn to live with them in a way that I think works for me. And some people, like you said, like, you know, you love yoga. Like, that's that's the thing that you do mm -hmm. to, like, stretch out stretch out your bones, stretch out your mind, stretch out your muscles. I go to my trainer. I try to eat healthy. I try to go out. I try to see friends. Those are the steps that I'm taking to try to do something better. Even though some days I don't want to see my friends. I don't want to get up. I don't want to go to work. I want to call out. Mm -hmm. It's like, what am I going to actively do, though? That's your inner bitch. Yeah, but it's like, what am I going to actively do? Like, let me fight this bitch. You know what I mean? Like, let me let me go out there and do something. Mm -hmm. Let me create something. Yes, I don't have a lot of energy today, but let me just let me just put on my clothes. Let me just wash my face. Let me just take a baby step and then yeah. and then another one and then another one and then another one. And That's then what it, I've been doing. Taking baby steps. Take baby steps. Like I, I had a I had a bad habit of like not eating breakfast and that I would be really hungry later on in the day and then I'd push eating lunch off. So now I'm going like all day without eating and that's not good for you, period. Like you should be eating breakfast, yeah. breakfast, not just coffee, you know? So like I, I just started getting apples and then like cuties or a banana or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like it's so simple. Like 
you wouldn't think, but it's like even that challenge is like making sure I get this in the morning and then then we can start the day or X, Y, Z, you know? It's like we mentioned before. And then you like, just build on that. Mm -hmm. so. Stepping out of that, stepping out of what you're conditioned to do. Yeah. Learning discipline. Learning discipline. Forcing yourself, having some willpower. But it's, it's that, it's that and just like stepping out of your mind. Mm -hmm. Like just, just step out of your body for like a day and like ask yourself, what do I have to do different? Like what, what am I doing that's a habit that I need a break? Yeah. It's Don't hard. you ever feel like something will click? Like something that's just going to click for you. Yeah. But in reality, it's uh, it'll never click unless you put the work in. Yeah. So like by step 10, you're like, oh, now it's clicking. Now you can keep it going. Yeah. But sometimes it's, it's the just, worst though. It's just the, you got to keep that constant. But it's the worst though sometimes because it's like, it feels like it never ends. Like it feels like you, it'll never yeah. happen. The worst is when you go like six, seven days and you're just like, oh, I've been on a roll and then boom, hits you again and yeah. you're just like, what? What just what just happened? I was just fine. Yeah. I was on a roll here. Things are looking up. It's kind of like no, not November. It's like you know you you, you did that. You're crazy. I didn't. No, I didn't. I did not. That's a weird trend. It me. is a weird trend. No, not November. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the purpose of it actually is. It's weird. Did you know? Like I'm pretty. I, I don't know how. I'm not 100 confident in this, but like anti masturbation is like used in a technique to like help persuade people oh no no no! there's a thing yeah it's called like semen retention yeah semen, like semen retention makes yeah. the makes men more docile and yeah like, yeah it, like, like agreeable and listens to views like whatever but it's like oh no that's different a semen retention because one of my friends was doing it and i thought he was ridiculous for doing this um no judgment um but semen retention apparently is like when you don't you know you don't ejaculate for like a long period of time and i guess the buildup of semen or whatever testosterone it builds up inside of you and i guess it just kind of goes through your body and you you build up more testosterone like more and more and more testosterone and like it makes you like more dominant it makes you like more uh appealable like your pheromones are more attractive to women or it makes you more like manly i think that's really? the that's the theory behind semen retention but I don't think it's real. I think it's placebo. I think there's side effects to it, though, for sure. No, I mean, can I tell you the truth? The longest I've gone without any of that is six months. You've gone six months? I probably, I think the longest I've gone is like two. The longest I've gone is six months without. I don't even know. Without like whacking it. <laughs> six months. And that's because I was going through like the communion and like the Eucharist and like I was getting like my confirmation. <laughs> You were holy, Chris. I was holy. Holy, Chris. I felt so guilty. I had this really crazy, like, thing about, like, God. I was like, I feel guilty. I shouldn't be doing this. Actually, and this is another fucked up thing. But, like, during that time, I was, like, forcing myself to be straight also. Like, I wouldn't, you know, jerk off or anything. But, like, I would, like, make myself watch, like, straight porn. Mm -hmm. And I would only ever, if I needed to watch something, it would have to be straight porn. Like, I, I was forcing myself because I thought that you know, I'm, I'm going through the Catholic rites. I, sh you know, God doesn't want me to be gay type of thing. And I was, and I fucked myself up because I, I was like, you know, looking at things that I didn't like and trying to force myself to like something I didn't like. And I just, it was terrible. It was terrible, terrible time. And then I learned, I made peace with it. I was like, listen, God's going to love me the way I am. Period. That's true. Like I, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this anymore because I'm sure God wouldn't want me to suffer and I'm suffering right now. And so during that time, and I think it was like maybe 16, during that time I was just like, fuck it, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna watch gay porn. 
<laughs> so fuck it, bro. Do what you like. And then I broke the six <laughs> months, and I was just like, yeah, this feels good. This feels better. No, not November is dumb. No, and I'll not, leave it on that note. No, November. No, not November no, is dumb. Yeah, say that ten times fast. Uh, no, not November. No, no, not November, actually. No, 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 no. But yeah, <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. Um, but awesome. Thanks for being here, Chris. It was wonderful. It was a delight. Thank Thanks you, for coming on again. I know we had the uh, the hiccup on the last one, but this one will be much better for for the audience. I hope God, you guys enjoy this one. So. We uh, definitely rambled on a lot, but it's a fun chat. It was fun. Yeah, it's better. Yeah. Um, if you guys like anything about the show or like to support the show, any um, anything like a comment, like subscribe, whatever helps. Certainly, it's free. You don't really have to do anything else other than that. You can share it on your your Facebook or any of your favorite social medias. You can find me on spotify apple podcast among other broadcasting services this, this podcast is... was sponsored by audible.com i Aud- wish <laughs> <It's not. laughs> i wish Just but kidding. that'd be amazing um shout out chris thanks again for being on the show it was wonderful it was amazing thanks for coming back um peace Thank you. peace